Uh, I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Pokemon yeah. Legends Arceus. And today I'm joined by some wonderful guests who may or may not also love Pokemon Legends Arceus. Uh, first of all, I've got Kate Gray. Hello. Hello. I, I was going to say I also love Pokemon, but maybe my feelings are more middling. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't have to be coy about it. You can just say your feelings. It's fine. Oh, well, I didn't want to spoil it. <laughs> and I'm also joined by James Farley. Hello, James. Hello. Listeners may know James from The Computer Game Show, Dark Cools, Star Cools, or fans of the Podcastio Podcastius Network might know him from when he did our Star Trek VI episode. That was good. I enjoyed that. That was... That it's still, fun, yeah. still a good film. That's, that's, that's still good. Yeah, that one holds up really well. we got to get into the Calvinverse one soon, though. Um, so, Kate, first, please tell us a little about you. I first became aware of you through um, Official Nintendo Magazine. Um, I was the guy sending you in weird competition entries on the podcast. Uh, I have met you twice yes. at, like, Midnight Resistance events. But yeah, I was always shy about was. meeting a bunch of new people. Mm. I was always shy about meeting a bunch of people I only know off the internet. So I would get super drunk. So I've only met you off my face. Except now, because it's like 7am. And I presume you have yeah, yeah, time. Yeah, 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 no, I, I don't. <laughs> I also haven't really drunk in like three years at this point. Mm. Yeah. Uh, well, hi, yes. I, I, I used to work at Official Nintendo Magazine. And now I write for Nintendo Life. And a bunch of other places on the side. But that's my day job. Um, so obviously played a lot of Nintendo games, although apparently not enough because people are constantly yelling at me for having only ever played like one Kirby game. What is your history with Pokemon? I think we're pretty close in age. Mm -hmm. So you probably would have got in around the same time as me. Because uh, I jumped right in on Pokemon Blue. Yeah, see, I didn't. I actually got Pokemon Gold. Okay. Um, I didn't have... Okay. I, I didn't really have any time with Red or Blue or Yellow or green <laughs> it would have been very impressive if you'd played green back in the yeah 90s. that was that was a remake uh i'm already sounding like i don't know what i'm talking about um so I, my first pokemon game was pokemon gold it is one of my all-time favorites i was very very attached to my pokemon although i only remember one of them which was chicky my chikorita my starter eventually a meganium meganium who knows Probably someone. How do you say the flower? It's Meganium, right? I didn't know it was named after a flower. <laughs> wow, okay. So I think okay. it would be Meganium. <laughs> so yeah, Chicky. Beautiful Chicky uh, that I raised to a level 70. Absolutely garbage stats, but you know, I was a child. It doesn't count. <laughs> uh, and then I played basically every Pokemon game and usually my brother would get the other one until we were both too old to play Pokemon, in which case I would get one and he wouldn't get the other. Um, he'd moved on to Call of Duty by that time. Uh, I've played almost all of them, except Black and White 2 uh, and some of the remakes. I didn't play Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl because I didn't like Diamond and Pearl, so why would I play it again? 
Um, and I never finished X and Y because it got really weird. Was it X and Y? No. Yes. X and Y. Yeah. X and Y is the one where at the end you're like, there's a giant crystal laser coming out of a megalith or something. So mm. yeah, it does get pretty weird. Yeah. And Sun and Moon. I didn't finish that. Oh okay, yeah. See, I think of myself as like a Pokemon. Yeah. I think of myself as like a Pokemon super fan, but I only played like one from each generation. I don't go back and play nah. Emerald and Ultra Sun and. But I think I have finished them all. Okay, that's good. Times. That's more than I've done for some of them because I sort of lose momentum towards the end. Like, there's a point around your Pokemon getting to like level 60 or 70 that you're like, ugh, you know? And then there's a bunch of post-game content, which sometimes is great. Like, I think yeah. it was Gold and Silver that was like, now you have a whole new country. And you're like, what? Um, but mm, the, the later games, I just kind of burned out a little bit where it's like catch them all and i'm like no <laughs> i don't want to when i was a kid i would like mm. do everything in a pokemon game because i was obsessed and you know when you're a kid you can only buy yeah. a game at like christmas and birthday so yeah you have to rinse them then sort of in my teens and 20s i was sort of, i'd buy one finish the story that would be it and in the last few years i've gone back the other way and now i i feel like i have to always have a pokemon game interesting. on interesting so I've gotten a bit more into collecting and I think because back in the day I would have thought oh, filling out the Pokedex is boring. But now I'm like, I kind of want something easy and boring to do. I've mostly been the collect the ones that I think mm. are cute and give them stupid names and then see if I can beat the Elite Four just by like sheer willpower. Like my Pokemon are all just hot trash, but they're so cute. They're like round. <laughs> I've always yeah, been a, I just good. want to play it with the Pokemon I like player, which is why I've never done any competitive. I hate the idea that like, oh, there's only eight viable Pokemon. Yeah, none of them are those. cute. They're all like, they look like houses with faces. I'm not interested. No, thanks. Some of the ones I like, probably you would consider houses with faces, but okay. they're all cute in their own Ooh, way. Which ones? Actually, I do like some of those weird ultra beasts, and one of them, Stack Attacker, is literally a house. <laughs> but I like them yeah. for their weirdness. I have to look them up every time. I didn't get to the point in Sun and Moon, I think, where the ultra yeah. beasts come out. Um, so it just never, like, I don't know any of them. Uh, and I stopped mm. when it, it was getting weird, though. Like in Sun and Moon, there was a maybe a lady who was like, I'm going to take over the world, you know, standard Pokemon stuff. And I was like, eh. Um, and then the Ultra Beast came after that. So it's only like relatively recently that I've been like, who is that? And it, it's always an Ultra Beast. <laughs> Every single time it's one of the like surprising number of Ultra Beasts that there are. They're very cool designs. They're very weird designs. <laughs> there's like a yeah. clown one. Yeah, there's Why? a clown one. There's like a Christmas tree lights one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because I work with like Japanese children every day, mm-hmm. I have no choice but to know all the Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have to know all their names twice. Oh, right. Because they've got different names. Yeah. I recently Most learned them, yeah. Pochama, which is 
piplup because for some reason yeah, Japan's yeah. been going on a major piplup kick. Like they've been releasing merchandise, they've been making videos, and they're all about pochama, which is which is piplup. You know this, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so, the, uh, at the end of I'm last like, year, why, why I is could, he saying pochama? I could walk into a convenience store and they'd be like, piplup ice cream, piplup candy, mm-hmm. piplup cakes. Piplup, yeah. toy- Piplup everything. <laughs> yeah. They they know how to market <laughs> a new cute. game. They know which Pokemon to choose. <laughs> um. So, James, you're a little bit older than me, I think. Yeah, I think so, yes. So when you came to Pokemon, mm-hmm. like when it came to the UK, I was like eight, nine years old. Ooh, okay, yeah, I'm definitely older than you then. <laughs> yeah, so how, how old were you when Pokemon first landed? I'm trying to remember. I think I was definitely um, late teens, probably around 16, 17, maybe 18, around that. Around yeah, I think that's about it. Around, around that sort of area, yeah. And it's funny because I had a friend that was, like, really into it. Like, And he was, I mean, obviously the same age as me. And he was, like, super okay. into it. He was, like recording and watching all of the like the anime as well that was being shown on Sky I think it was at the time and uh, he, he he him and his girlfriend went on holiday to Scotland and they didn't talk to each other for the entire holiday because one of them had pokemon red and one of them had blue and they just <laughs> sat there and just played it like the entire holiday and they went with somebody else and they never talked to them ever again because they were really pissed off it was very wow. strange yeah <laughs> But they, he was super into it, and I kind of I watched a bit of the cartoons, but I couldn't, I couldn't really get it because I was just thinking, I know this sounds ridiculous. See now, especially now I've played this, I was just like, oh, I feel too old for this. This this feels like oh, this is you know past me. Well, see, I think I can understand that the games I think have always been for all ages. Mm-hmm. The cartoon is definitely for children. Yes, that's... <laughs> exactly. And that's the thing, because all of our friends were, like, mocking him for watching this. We were like, yeah. like, what is wrong with you, But you know, for watching this? And it did put me off a bit, you know, from playing it. Mm. But I remember eventually what I did was I... Because he, he'd gone on about it for so long. He'd been, like, raving and raving and raving about, like, red and blue and, like, how, how brilliant they were and everything. And, I mean, he'd never been into... I mean, I was into Game Boy. Like, I was really into Game Boy games, like, when I was, when I was younger. And, you know, but I, I, that I'd also, I'd kind of like passed by it. And at this stage, I was really heavily into PC games and I was mostly playing mm. this stuff. And I couldn't understand why he still wanted to pick up like a Game Boy, which had been out since I was like seven, no, nine years old or whatever. And this is like, you know, 10 years later or whatever. And uh, yeah, I, I, so I thought, okay, I'm going to have to get in on this. And I actually bought um, Pokemon Yellow uh, when that came out. Okay. And I gave that a try. I played it probably for about. I don't know, 10 hours, and then I was like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not getting this. <laughs> I'm not getting this at all. And I bounced off it and never really went back. But then, I mean, I did I did play others in the series, like, later on. I mean, I've always given this a shot. Like, I've always given it a shot. Like, most most generations, like, when I got a, a Game Boy Advance, I think I played... Oh, what would that have been? What came out on the Game Boy uh, Advance? Ruby, Sapphire, Emerald, or Fire Red and Leaf Green. I think I played Emerald, actually. I think okay. I think I played that... And, but again, didn't finish it. Never, never got anywhere near uh, anywhere near that. I think the although, see, this is weird because then also I did have Pokemon Stadium on the N sixty four because I loved that idea and I loved the idea also of being able to play like Pokemon Yellow as I had it at the time on the TV. Oh yeah, yeah, because you could do that. That was that was a cool idea. But um, yeah, I was not not. It just never clicked. That was the problem. It just never really clicked with me. 
Because, yeah, the age gap doesn't have to be that big. Mm -hmm. But I think Pokemon is a big generational thing in Nintendo fans. Mm -hmm. I often notice when I'm listening to your podcast and others, Mm -hmm. um, you'll say something like, oh, Nintendo doesn't have a game this Christmas. And I'm screaming like, they've got like a guaranteed 20 million seller coming out on November 28th. (laughs) That's the thing. just... It, and that's the problem because what it is is that for me, like Nintendo franchises are things like you know, obviously it's like you know Mario, Zelda, you know even Smash Brothers to a degree, but that's another one that kind of passes me by a little bit because that was also a bit later down the line. And so yeah, we don't they they're just never on the radar like in the same way, right? Even though they totally should be because I know that they're enormous and huge and people love them. I mean. One of the things about it most recently is my son like is has really got into it like in a big and that's one of the reasons why I got why I got um okay are we calling this Arceus or Arceus what are we calling it see I like saying Arceus because mm-hmm. it's funny mm-hmm. but it is definitely supposed to be Arceus <laughs> that's what I thought because I looked it up and it's like that's what Nintendo were calling it and you know the whole well thing. there's um there's a Pokemon in one of the later generations which is like an attempt to recreate it mm-hmm. and the clever joke is that its ability is called RKS. Mm-hmm. So okay. that's them trying to tell you you say it. Okay. You know, like, arcane, it's a god. Oh, right, okay, that makes sense. But yeah, it's much funnier to say Arceus. <laughs> okay, so it's Arceus. <laughs> and that's the thing, because I, I thought, because, so my son, like, really started to get into Pokemon, because I always thought this is, you know, I wanted, I wanted him to get into something which maybe I didn't when I was younger. I know that these are supposed to be quality, so I thought I'd you know, give it a go. The first thing he played was um, was Let's Go Pikachu, which I actually played as well. You know, I I, mm. I, I I finished that. I didn't catch them all, as it were, but I did I did get through to the end. And I just, it was weird because, it's again, it's another one of those games where I enjoyed playing it, didn't care at all about what was going on in the story. Just didn't mm. care at all. I just found it relaxing to play, <laughs> you know, just yeah. like just just doing the battling. I just enjoyed the, and even though it is kind of repetitive, like I, I felt, you know, at the time, it still was just enjoyable, you know, to sort of, uh, you know, just to sort of sit down and just like play that. And yeah, you know, I got into it through that. I think. Did you or your son get into Sword and Shield? Yes, uh, my son's finished Sword. Um, he's okay. he's he had that for Christmas um, a while ago, and or when it when it came out, and yeah, he he was super pumped for that, and then he went through it and played. It. I mean, this has been the other thing which has been interesting with um, with Arceus actually, because when as soon as I started playing it, he's like watching it on the TV as well, and I I said to him, I was like, oh, I've got this, I just got this Pokemon, and he's like, oh yeah, that evolves into like whatever and all that, and I'm just like, where have you got all this? Fr- like, you've stored all of this knowledge like about all of these Pokemon that he seems to have already like an encyclopedic knowledge of it, which is just a bit scary to me. You know that he's, he's yeah. managed to do that. But, yeah, uh, I can obviously uh, relate to that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, so you so, got into it when you were how old? You were like so. I guess I was nine, maybe coming up on ten. Mm-hmm. So you're and like, I was hit by the full media blitz. Yeah, yeah, because you're like I was the watching the anime. Everyone at school had the cards. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so most people my age, we have the story where you get into it, you play one or two generations, then you fall off of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe you come back nostalgically in your teens or your twenties. Mm-hmm. No, I never lost the faith. I bought every Pokemon generation, mm-hmm. played them to completion. Um, Pokemon has been lodged in my brain mm-hmm. for the past 25 years, I think. So Pokemon led to me becoming a big Nintendo fan, mm-hmm. reading Nintendo magazines, becoming interested in Japan. Mm-hmm. It's 
basically why I'm here right now mm-hmm. is because of Pokemon. That's really that's really cool. It's, yeah, yeah it's and then an impact. once I got to Japan and I saw like, I could see, oh, that's what this Pokemon's based on, and that's what this Pokemon based mm-hmm. on, and also it's everywhere here. Mm-hmm. It's on the vending machines. It's on the suites. It's on. It's that's what made me want to start doing this podcast because mm-hmm. I started getting really obsessed with it again. Um, but even though I have always played and enjoyed the games, even I can admit they've kind of been the same game yeah, for 25 years. And that that's why, like, from what I've heard about this is, like, most people, like you said, it's like a generational thing where they have the one that they grew up with or basically the, mm. the first one that they played and that's, like, their one, you know, that they sort of, like, really engage with. Then maybe the second one, they thought, yeah, this is pretty fun, but then they fall off because it's like, okay, mm. this is really similar. And but then that's but then because recently they've been doing a lot of remakes, right? Like they've been remaking things. You know, they from... do one about every five years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they well they wait until the generation who started on that game are at the prime age to spend those nostalgia dollars. <laughs> basically, <laughs> like they know what they're doing. They really do. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because see, for my son. This has been great because there's been like a whole bunch of stuff that's come out. I mean, he, as I said, he played Let's Go Pikachu first, and uh, then he he's he played um, oh what was it? No, he's he's then he played Sword. Like he played, he played Sword, and then recently he's been playing it's it's Brilliant Diamond, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what he's playing because he hasn't actually played Arceus yet because he's he wants to finish Brilliant Diamond first, you know, before he okay. before he moves into that, and he's been playing right. that for ages. So, were you of the opinion that Pokemon was getting stale as we were yeah. getting through the generations? Yeah, I okay. think it was like post black and white. Maybe because of also how old I was, I wasn't really like the Pokemon target market. And I'd played so many of them by this point that I was like, oh, it's this again. Um, and I sort of fell off it there. I got back into it with Sword and Shield. I was pretty impressed with that game. I know a lot of people weren't but it's it's a good game and also it's set in fantasy england which is a reason to like it for me um but like brilliant diamond and pearl seem to be drifting back into the direction of like oh it's this again um so pokemon legends arceus was very i wasn't interested in it up until about three days before the release i was like i'm not okay gonna play pokemon Again, I think I'm done with it. I think I've, I don't know, grown out of it or just grown uninterested in it. Um, and that hmm. was kind of sad. Okay. See, I was still very much enjoying I loved Sword and Shield. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Sword and Shield, I could see ways they were trying to do something different. Yeah. But I could definitely see the argument 
that people were saying like oh it's the same game every time because yeah. it kind of was um but yeah when i saw the first trailer for arceus i was 100 percent on board okay um for starters i'm a big nerd for japanese history so seeing one set <laughs> in like edo period colonization of hokkaido was up my street um but it just i could see that it was trying to be a little bit different um and i wanted to give it a go so i was pretty excited for this game and i was doing the i saw the first two three trailers and then complete blackout i didn't want to see anything i just wanted to get the game and give it a go so by the time i sat down and played it i was well up for it so what made you change your mind was it just that you got offered to review or no uh luckily i okay. didn't review it because i probably <laughs> okay, would have okay. gone into it thinking no nah, this game's trash um no my one of my uh not co-workers because he's a freelancer but like a- acquainted friends i don't know <laughs> fellow journalists <laughs> was reviewing it for us and uh i hope this doesn't get me uh assassinated by nintendo but i did uh see the review drop into our um back end you know, a few days before embargo, and I was like, "What if I? What if I read it? Uh, I, I didn't tell anyone ah. what it said. Obviously, it didn't break any embargoes, but I did read it. Uh, that is one of the privileges of journalism is that I get to read early reviews sometimes, um, and it was glowing. So I reached out to him, and I was like, "Is it actually good?" And he was like, "Oh, it's brilliant." And I was like, oh, "Are you just saying that because you like Pokemon?" And he was like, "No, it's really good." And I was like, "All right, well, I, I don't have any games." To play well, I have my huge Steam backlog, but on Switch, I I'm not really playing anything right now. So, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll get in. Like sometimes it's fun to get in when a game comes out and you're like, you mm. know, sharing things on Twitter and you feel like part of the zeitgeist. So I I kind of wanted to be involved with that for once. Uh, of a Pokemon game, like it's it's been a while. Like Sword and Shield, sure, but that's not the same really. I don't know. Uh, so. Yeah, I, I pre-ordered it. I bought those Nintendo game vouchers. I haven't done those before because I don't... Okay. This is going to make me sound like a fake gamer, but I don't tend to buy Nintendo's like huge AAA first-party titles. Um, I'm more of an indie game person in general, so the game vouchers didn't really appeal to me, but I was like, oh, I can use this to buy uh, the Pokemon game. And I spent the other one on Rune Factory 5, I think. I've said that, and now I'm not sure. No, I don't think I did. I think that's a lie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I still have one. But anyway, I bought I bought Pokemon. Um, and it actually, it was also because work was like, well, this game, if the review is good, other outlets are going to also review it well. And that means that we're going to have to start making content about it, making guides, making like features, all that kind of stuff. So it would really help to have all the writers playing it. So I was like, all right, uh, I guess that's an extra reason for me to buy it and play it. And then I did. <laughs> okay. So I've heard a lot of people saying that the game opens really slow. I didn't necessarily notice that, but I was, hey, I started playing it at 5am so I could stream it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just excited. So my brain was not functioning. <laughs> During the first two hours. Yeah. How did you find the opening? I also 
started it early. I have a UK uh, eShop account um, and I'm currently four hours behind the UK. So I, that means I can download games at what is 8 p.m. my time, which is a pretty sensible time for starting a game as opposed to like midnight where it is for everyone else. Um, so yeah, it was just like beep, boop, boop, boop. And you know, it started great. I got to hang out with Rowlet. He's one of my favorite Pokemon. I love him. Um, so that was fine. I was taking screenshots of this like weird new Pokemon game. Um, and it does, there's a lot of talking at the start. Uh, and also mm. for some reason I was playing it docked. So it was on the TV. Um, for some reason, I don't know if I just had high anxiety that day, but there's this drum noise that plays, uh, during the dialogue, especially in the start. And it's very sudden and loud. And so I, I had to stop playing it like an hour and a half in because I kept being like, ah! <laughs> so, um, I, I didn't particularly notice that it was slow. I mostly just noticed that it was really unusual. It's like seeing something that you recognize intensely, something like Pokemon popping up in like The Witcher being like, well, this is weird, mm. but cool. Um, so uh, yeah, I, I didn't know that people thought it was a slow opening. I'm surprised. Um, I feel like people say that about all the Pokemon yeah. games though. I don't think this one was especially <laughs> slow. I wonder if it would have felt less slow and talky if they had voice acting. Yeah, yeah. Because this game does have a lot of long cutscenes of just text even, boxes even just like and mouths flapping. Phoenix Wright has the sort of like beep, 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 beep when people are talking, and that mm. adds a lot, surprisingly. Like, uh, those games are never going to be voice acted, but, um, well, maybe, someday, maybe. Um, but, you know, just the beep, 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 beep is like part of the character of the series, mm. and it actually does convey a lot of like sentence structure in a weird way so even right. just like a text beep would have been super nice to have i i don't know why they didn't add it or they could do that jrpg thing where every character just has five noises Ooh, no <laughs> they play, not a fan of that no, one i i don't play like a super lot of jrpgs i promise i do play games um i'm just honest <laughs> about the ones i don't play because i don't want to lie um I played Nino Kuni that has that. Nino Kuni 2 specifically is the one that was really bad, where everyone's just constantly going, oh, oh, aha. (laughs) That doesn't even match what you're saying. Stop it. I also don't really play Mm -hmm. RPGs, so that's my impression too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I remember when I was looking at Pokemon Let's Go a few Mm -hmm. years back, and thinking like, oh, I kind of like this catching mechanic, but I don't like... I hope there's some battling as well in the mm-hmm. next one. And I feel like we've finally, with this game, got both those systems kind of combined. So how did you find, like, actually playing this game? Like, the moment-to-moment stuff. So I think the thing that stands out most for me in terms of the pokey leg arc gameplay, that's what me and my friends are calling it. It's very cool. You can, you can adopt that if you like, um, is that it's very, I don't know if I know the word for it. It's sort of turn your brain off gaming. And I've talked about this Mm. with people before, and I've written things about it on Nintendo life and the comments hate it. They hate, um, me saying that the, a game doesn't involve critical thinking. They're like, that's bad. Actually. No, it's not. I, I play games for a living. 
I want to turn my brain off sometimes. I'm very stressed a lot of the time. Sometimes I just want a game like Stardew Valley where I just go, I'm collecting turnips. There aren't any turnips in Stardew Valley. Uh, parsnips, that's that's the starting crop. Um, and it's it's just mindless. You can just do it for hours at a time and you're having fun and you're making progress, but you're not making decisions, not really. And that's kind of what Pokemon Legends does too, in that catching Pokemon is so easy and so fast. I don't have to be like buttoning through all the dialogue where they're like, you encountered a wild Pokemon, <gasps> it attacked. You're like, yeah, I know, it does that every time. Um, it, it, it does away with all of that. I can move during battles. I don't have to stand there and be like, oh, hurry up. I'm just like, la, 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 la. Sometimes I'm like standing next to the, like the Pokemon I'm fighting, just being like, what you gonna do? I'm gonna catch you. Um, and occasionally all I will do is like creep around in the grass and just throw Pokeballs at everything I see. And like seven or eight times out of 10, I catch them. So it's just like to fill out the Pokedex, it's easiest to catch a bunch of Pokemon a bunch of times. So like, I'll just crawl around an area for like an hour and catch a bunch of like Wurmples or whatever. And I'm like, technically this is progress. And that feels really good. And then when I, when I need something a little more interesting, I can go back to the plot and be like, yes, yes, very important. There's a space time rift, very, very interesting, well, scary. And then, yeah, th th those are my two modes of gameplay. <laughs> Yeah, I think I was kind of the same. Uh, obviously, before this game came out, everyone was comparing it to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I don't think it's got that much Breath of the Wild no. in it. But what it does have, which Breath of the Wild also had, is I want to do absolutely everything except what I'm being told to do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm just looking at the map like, I want to go over there. I want to go over there. I want to go over there. I don't want to talk to you. I want to go over yeah. there. Yep. Actually, so I, I, the game it reminds me most of is Dragon Age Inquisition, which sounds stupid, but it also has these closed off areas that you adventure until you get bored and then you go back to the main hub and then you go to a different area. It's also got a bunch of like foraging collectibles all over the map. So you're just picking up all these different herbs uh, and then you craft them into something cool. And it also has like big scary monsters that are always in one area of the map and you can go and fight them whenever you feel like it. Um, it's kind of like the alphas. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, okay. it's, it's basically Dragon Age. <laughs> I've only played the first Dragon Age. Ah, I've only played Inquisition, so... <laughs> okay. Never the twain no. shall meet. What I really like in terms of the battling and catching is it's the first Pokemon game where I feel like everything is in one place, mm -hmm. in one game. All the previous Pokemon games, there's me walking around in the overworld and there's the weird dimension where the Pokemon yeah. battle. But it felt so separate. Um, even in like Let's Go and Sword and Shield, where sometimes Pokemon were in the overworld, you touch them and then get transported to this different game where you battle and catch. Whereas in this one, like because even for a simpler reason, because the camera doesn't really mm -hmm. cut. It felt like what was happening when I had a Pokemon battle was still in the same game I was playing. And I felt much more connected to the wild Pokemon, to my Pokemon, 
my avatar, it all felt like I was in one contiguous yeah. world. Um, and I felt like that made a huge difference to my immersion and to my just feeling connected to yeah. the game. I I like the fact that you can just throw the Pokemon out and they all hang out together. I think that's really cute. I would have loved to have like a Pokemon camp style thing. It's had a bunch of different names across the Pokemon series. But um, I think in Sword and Shield it was called Pokemon Camp. Um, yeah, I think so. Something a little more interactive than that even where I'm actually hanging out with the Pokemon and I can like pat them on the head and feed them berries um, would be really nice. Like I can feed berries to wild Pokemon, but I can't feed berries to my Pokemon. That's not fair. <laughs> yeah, the Pokemon has this really annoying habit of introducing a nice feature mm-hmm. And then for no reason, dropping it in the next game. Yeah, it's kind of like they're throwing things at the wall to see if they stick and then forgetting to check the wall. Just like walking away from it and being like, I don't know, let's try something new. Let's try a different wall. And you're like, well, what was the point then? Like, why did you introduce <laughs> Pokemon contests and then get rid of them? Why, why did you introduce being able to pet Pokemon? And then I, now I can't do that again. Why did you introduce partner Pokemon? And promise me that I can hang out with my Pokemon and then take it away from me. That's so mean. Because we've seen how good they are at making walk cycles in 3D. Yeah. Yeah. But I do love follow Pokemon. Yeah. And I don't mind if sometimes they just hover in the air behind me because I'm on stairs. Yeah, that's okay. I would be fine with it. Like, I guess it would be difficult to do in, in Pokemon Legends because like, there's hills and there's cliffs and everything, but like maybe as soon as I get on a mount Pokemon, the, the partner Pokemon could just disappear. That's fine. I don't care. Just let me walk around with them sometimes, please. Yeah, in Sword and Shield and in Brilliant Diamond, they disappear every five minutes anyway. Uh, so smart. Yeah. So, how did you rate the story in this game? Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I have paid very little attention to it because I'm like having fun in the overworld and then I'll bump into the story and they'll be like, you have to help us. A very tall Pokemon is angry. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, and you have to do it for some reason. Because like, there is a little bit of that like foreigner helps natives narrative where it's like you land and everyone's like, you're so good at Pokemon we're really bad at Pokemon and every single person in this world has only ever been able to catch one at a time. And you're like, why? They're very easy to catch. <laughs> like the first area, the Bidoofs literally walk up to you and they're like, catch me. So like, what? you could have a whole team of Bidoofs even and you'd be the most <laughs> powerful person in the village. Um, but then like, it goes off the rails from there. There's a bunch of people that are constantly like you have to help us like help yourselves i'm just hanging out with like rowlet why do you need my help um okay i don't want to do it but we've got to do it how does this game look <sighs> um it's it's not good <laughs> i think that the character models are really quite nice they've taken a lot of cues from you know sword and shield there's the more 3d pokemon offerings um and and then everything else is kind of bad uh the textures are very low quality um the uh draw distance super bad the shadows 
are distracting and and kind of terrible um but my my pet theory is that basically uh, i don't even know who would do but like some high up executive at nintendo or game freak was like listen mates we're gonna try something new this is what they sound like (laughs) game freak the the japanese company they all sound like london boys uh right listen up mates uh we're gonna try something new but your budget is is 10 yen i guess that's not a lot is it it's like that's like eight <laughs> all right <laughs> 10 million yen uh and and you have you have two years go and so they had to cut a bunch of corners it in my theory they had to cut a bunch of corners um and the the task was prove that you can do it with a low budget and we'll give you more budget for the next game. That is my theory. So if the next one isn't gorgeous, uh, I'm going to be really disappointed. So I'll get onto the graphics in a second, but I have my own theory about how this game came mm-hmm. about. I think this was our Diamond and Pearl remake. Interesting. It's set in the same region. It does a bunch of the same stuff. Like there's a side quest to get... Um, the, the sea Spiritum. legend guy? Oh, no, Spiritomb. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of the same legendaries, similar characters, mm. basically doing the same events. Mm. And I think they got partway through development and are like, oh, this is too different. Because mm. um, apparently when Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire came out, Japanese fans hated it <gasps> because it didn't look like the game it was remaking. Okay, so they made a really safe Diamond and Pearl remake. So I think they were making this and they were like, we can't release this yeah. as our only remake. People are going to be annoyed. So that's because the Diamond and Pearl remake is a different company. Yeah. They contract. So I think they were just like, okay, get someone to bash one of these out <laughs> just to shut people up. Yeah. And people still hated um, the, the chibi look, didn't they? So They did in the West. I don't know how people reacted in Japan. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't encounter anyone hating it. But also, I my reading is not good enough to be on forums <laughs> and stuff. So, let me tell you, Japanese is real hard to oh, read. Oh, yeah, yeah, I figured. But yeah, so that's my theory, is that the reason this is maybe a little... Feels a little rushed in places, is because it was an experiment that got out of mm. hand when they were trying to remake Diamond and Pearl. That's a good theory. I like that. That makes... Yeah, that, that would make sense. Because, yeah, I mean, it's... You see, from what you see, I, I obviously I, I bought this because I, I had no intention at all of buying this, apart from I thought, okay, maybe my son will get it like further down the line. But then mm. the, redru- the, uh, the reviews dropped, and they were really positive. Like there was very positive reviews down. And then Matt was like, oh, you know, Matt also from the computer game show was like, it's like, oh, I'm going to get this now. You know, I need to get it. You know, it's the buzz is high because he always wants whatever whatever there is that's coming out that's like getting good reviews or whatever. He wants to be there day one and like you know involved yeah. in it. And so he was like, I'm going to buy it. And then so I. Oh, I don't know. I just teetered, and I just thought, yeah, why not? I've got nothing really to play at the moment on the on the Switch, so I thought maybe I'll, maybe I'll go for it. And also, I I wasn't aware how different it was going to be to the okay. to the main uh, the mainline games, as it were. And uh, there was all these comparisons with like Breath of the Wild and this like flying around, which I think is a bit <laughs> yeah more, more um, than slight exaggeration. <laughs> the tra- the trailer was deliberately trying to make that comparison. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not an accident. Mm-hmm. So, because I obviously I'd seen the trailers, 
And I've been like, oh, I'm well up for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a nerd for Japanese history. This looks a bit Monster Hunter-y, a bit Breath of the Wild-y. Mm-hmm. I was super hyped for this game. But from the trailers, you hadn't had any interest? Mm-hmm. Not really, no. I mean, I'd, I'd seen... Uh, see, I'd only seen like a couple of trailers and I I didn't really... Again, this is what, as you were saying about what we get with our show, I wasn't really paying attention to these because I was just like, oh, right. it's Pokemon. And that's not really my yeah. my thing. So I was like not really like super like focused on what, what they were trying to show. But then, as I said, when the reviews dropped and then it was, um yeah, and it was supposed to be very good, I thought, yeah, why not? We'll give this a go. And I've been... It's funny because I I I put I think I finished it in about thirty no about twenty five hours I think it took me to like get through like mm. through the main like story part I'm now over fifty hours um in it because I'm I am trying to get everything or at least you know trying to because I know that right. there's like I mean are we allowed are we allowed to talk spoilers here at all like don't go super specific but yeah sure but obviously there is more after the end game you know there's there's more story content as well it seems like after Mm. the end game and so i really want to see that like i want to see i want to see it right to the end because you know like at the beginning of the game you get like the thing coming down saying like you know come and find me when you got when you got them all and it's like yeah i want to do that i want to make that happen and so i've i've been spending like again i've spent like another 25 hours trying to catch everything and it's um it's driving me a bit mad at the moment, actually, because I've got how many? I'm on 210 at the moment, and I think it's like how many is like 240 something? Yeah, it looked like some because I when you look at the decks, you can put them in number order, mm-hmm. and at the moment, the latest in my order is like 235. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I guess it's probably around the 240, 250 mark. Yeah, which is and like it's funny because when I've I've got I think when I got to about like sort of 190, I was like. That was the tipping point of like I might as well just see this through now because it's just yeah. <laughs> I need to get yeah. to this. and also some of them they're not that difficult to get because they're things like evolutions or whatever that you can just mm. farm them with um you know with XP or whatever and then they they evolve but some of them have been quite irritating uh, to get I have <laughs> to say I, there's a couple at the moment that I'm trying to get which all of them require like you know like if you go to the um that vendor who. You can, okay. you can get stuff through the merit points, you know, that system. And so a lot of the items that you need to get, you can only get them through either through that or through like doing side quests or whatever. But a lot mm-hmm. of the ones that I'm after now, you can only really get it through a vendor or through a spatial distortion. And so I'm spending a lot of time farming those satchels um, because I need merit points. <laughs> but I'm at the stage, which is really irritating, where they're not refreshing like very often now, like when, you know, ah. like new ones. And I need those points. I need those points <laughs> so that I can like buy what I need. It's uh, yeah. Well, get Sean or Matt to just jump on their switch and die over and over for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a bad idea, actually. Yeah, that would that would probably work. Because uh, yeah, it's it's annoying. I, yeah, trying to get those, but I'm I'm determined. It's it's going to happen. It's just that I don't know how long it's going to take. Now it's I, nice. every day I feel like I'm doing about three or four new ones. Um, okay. But then, we'll so it, then, I think it, it will happen. But yeah, so how how far are you in? Like, would you say? Um, so I finished the story at around twenty nine hours, mm-hmm. um, but I've only played probably an hour or two since then. Mm-hmm. Um, for all that I love Pokemon and love games, I actually don't get much time to play games at the mm-hmm. moment because mm-hmm. working five hours, um, five trips to the gym a week, and I like mm-hmm. to go hiking. Mm-hmm. I always tell people the irony that I moved to Japan because I love Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And then I got to Japan and discovered I like going outdoors. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've not really gotten stuck into the post-game yet, but I definitely will. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you first started the game, mm-hmm. 
Um, did it like grab you right away or did you have to force yourself through the early parts? Um, the environment grabbed me because I really enjoyed that. Okay. I mean, I, I really dig like all like the architecture and that kind of thing. And also just mm. the world. I thought that was fantastic. Like, I was, I was really up for that because maybe like you, I also like that, that sort of like sort of, you know, older history, the sort of thing. I, I enjoy that though. Know, that sort of aesthetic yeah. is, is really, is really I like that. But the biggest problem I had with this game in general though, was the story because Okay. The trouble is, I didn't care very much, um, <laughs> and the bits at the, the like the sort of the preamble at the start, there is a lot of explanations that go on, and they take a very long time to get through. It probably took me, I'd say, about five hours, I think, in the beginning, to sort of break through the. Am I going to have to listen to constant, mm-hmm. like you know, explanations of everything all the time, and then suddenly you you do have more freedom to sort of explore and it becomes a lot better but yeah the story the story stuff was the was the bit of a hurdle for me because you see normally i love story in games like it's one of the things mm. which i i'm really it's really important to me but for this for some reason i just couldn't really engage with this it just I, maybe it's just the way it's scripted or something i'm not sure i was gonna say do you think it's the story itself or is it the presentation with the flappy mouths and text box and I don't know because you see, I've I've got no problem with with like with text boxes and stuff like that. I mean, I play Yakuza games which are just <laughs> ridiculous okay. amounts of text, like absolutely insane amounts of text. But um, I don't know. I it, maybe it's it probably is the presentation. I mean, I didn't really. Yeah, I'm just trying to think what I thought of the story, but it's just I don't know. I wouldn't say it felt simplistic to me because it it wasn't. Yeah, there are there is some hmm. sort of nice depth to it, but it's just. I think it's just the way it's presented. Um, I I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't drive with it really. It was, there, it was not so easy. There might also be an element. The story does assume that your starting point is you love Pokemon's. Mm. So if you're going into it without that, I'm mm-hmm. sure that does make a difference as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think one of the things I did like about it was this idea that you know people in this in this game they're not really cool with pokemon in the sense mm. that it's like it's like what are these things and uh, we should probably be scared of them because you probably would be like if you saw these things like floating around or whatever which is yeah i like the idea that the only reason the player character is special mm-hmm. is because they come from a world where they're not scared of pokemon yeah and so they're just willing to do this mm-hmm. everyone else could do it yeah but the play- it's just normalized for the player character mm-hmm. it's a fun little twist See, and I wish, I kind of wish that they dug a bit deeper into that of like, you know, where he come from and all that kind of thing. I mean, I don't know if that's going to happen later in what I'm doing at the moment, whether I'm going to see any of that. But I'd like to have had a bit more, you know, to that. I mean, they wake up in like a T-shirt and slacks with a phone. So we can pretty safely assume they're from modern times. Yeah. Uh, And there's, you know, that other character you meet with like the tattered coat and no memories. Yes. He's. He's actually a character from another game. Oh, really? Yeah, so he's been brought back in time from, like, modern-day New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, yeah, I, I uh, Pokemon has a habit of dropping in these big lore things mm-hmm. and just leaving it there. You can notice it or you can not notice it. Mm-hmm. So they're probably not going to do anything with it. <laughs> Which is a shame because that sort of stuff is the stuff that I find interesting. Like, <laughs> yeah. Much more interesting, but... Uh... Yeah, but I, I, it, as I said, it took me probably about five hours or so to really sort of mm. like click with it. But then once I, I got into a really nice groove of like just going into new areas and then just immediately just trying to catch everything, you know, like you know, right. trying to you know, starting to fill out the Pokedex and all that kind of thing. I, I, I enjoyed that. That was. Uh, but then also the other thing that I did maybe differently to Matt, like when Matt was playing it, 
he just kept on saying to me, okay, you know, are you experimenting, changing Pokemon out and all that? And I was like, not really. Like, I was just, mm. I was really happy with the team that I had because it was destroying everything, like, most of the time. So I was like, <laughs> I don't feel like I need to switch these out. And I'm quite happy with them. They're fine. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I switched in new ones as I went. Like, each new area, more or less, I found one new cool one I wanted. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I did have a pretty stable team by the end. Because mm-hmm. when I play a Pokemon game, I get really attached to my Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I sometimes wonder if the reason I got so into Pokemon is just because my parents wouldn't let me have pets. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> so Pokemon, <laughs> Digimon, Tamagotchis, mm-hmm. I got really into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so what six Pokemon did you finish with? Oh, that's... that's oh, I was worried you were going to ask me this question. Now... If you can describe them to me, I probably know what they are. Okay, so, so obviously one of the starter ones, which was the fire one. Uh, okay, so Typhlosion would have been the final form. Yeah, it was the, that's the one. That's and the, he, that's the one that I'm the most attached to because yeah. now, by now it's like level seventy five or whatever on mine, and it's it can lay waste to anything pretty much. It's uh, it's pretty <laughs> yeah. pretty awesome. I had a okay. This was one of the bird ones. It's the one that evolves from the Starly into whatever it is. Oh, makes. so I think Starly, Staravia, Staraptor is the final one. I don't think I don't think mine got to the final evolution actually of that. Um, oh, hmm. or maybe no, no, it must have done because I evolved. I mean, they don't look that different. So, yeah. so that that was another one that I I was using. Uh, I used that. That was the, that was my second one. My third one was that one that looks like a massive nose. Um, oh. Nose pass. Yeah, but no, no, no. But you know, there's the one, like the alpha one, which is even bigger. And yeah, Probo like, Pass with the big mustache. That's the one. Yes, I was yeah, using yeah, that, yeah. which was because that was actually my my strongest one, like for a long time, because it was the one that um, I I caught I caught like an alpha one, and I was like, okay, I'm using yeah. this, and it's like it was it was kind of great. And then as then I used um, what's the, the you know there's the at the end at the end of the game there's like one of the other legendary ones that you get, which is. Um, it's the one one from Diamond, like the Pokemon Diamond. Oh, Dialga. That's the one. Yeah, I was I was using that a lot as well because that had incredible. Uh, what's it called? It's called um, oh, it's like End of Times or something like that. I forgot what the name was. Like one of the a moves. Spatial Rend. Yeah, there's there's that one. There's another Roar one. of Time. That the Roar of Time. That's it. Yeah, the Roar. Oh, of time. okay. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting the backwards. You're yeah. That's the time one. Yeah, that's yeah. that's that. So I was using that as well. How many is that? That's four, right? That's oh, what, was the, what were the other ones? Oh man! See, I never. Some of these I never even really used that much because my. Well, yeah, main... in this game they can just sit in your party and yeah, level I mean, up. So. My main ones were just waste of everything. Oh no, no! I also had a um a sphinx. You know the sphinx. So the, the okay, shinx. The shinx. That's the one. And um, but it, like evolved, you know, like luxray. That's the one, the Luxray. Yeah, I was using, I was using a Luxray. So this is the problem. You see, I have no idea. Like, it's, <laughs> it's like, but you know, yeah. But that was fully evolved, and that was, yeah, that was also doing, right, yeah, that was doing the job. But I mean, it was only actually towards the end of the game. It was the last part of the of the main game that I, that's the only part I had trouble with. Like, it's mm. I, that took me uh, maybe about three attempts, I think, to get through that battle because. Um, you know the way that it's like it's basically three battles one after another, and it's yeah, yeah there's yeah. no chance to like really heal that easily, and it's um yeah that that was tough I found. So the thing that's like brand new for this one is the action element, mm-hmm. like the actual player action. How did you find those boss fights? See, that was all right. I thought. But I found it less interesting than the than the regular boss battle because I just thought okay. this is, I thought this is actually pretty easy. Like all I've got to do yeah. is just sort of 
you know like uh, dodge around the place and just chuck stuff you know at the uh, at the thing and then it's it's fine and then just going with the battle but i did really really enjoy the music from that you know like when you when you yeah, go into yeah, like yeah. a battle and that's that's the old music right as in or like an old riff or something. i think it's a remix of an old one yeah 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 and i was like yeah i, I really I, I clocked that straight away and was like yeah this is uh, <laughs> i really yeah, that, that sounds great yeah this is really good i did fail once or twice on some of the bosses mm-hmm. um i re- it gives you the option do you want to restart the battle continue mm-hmm. from where you were mm-hmm. or quit so you can basically choose, do you want it to be difficult or not? Obviously, I always restarted from the top because mm-hmm. my brain is broken and I have to feel like I won properly. But <laughs> I, I don't care about that. It was, it just, but then, again, that was one of the things that I enjoyed about this game, though, is that it did feel very accessible, like in the mm-hmm. sense that, you know, it wasn't something which I knew I was going like, to be banging my head against like the wall with because, yeah, it was it was super like easy to, to get into. I did wish, I mean, one of the things I wished about it was that I wish that the... Uh, that maybe there have been like at least one more environment actually um, than there okay. was because although the the ones that, that it has are, are pretty good there was I I felt the level of exploration in those is not really that great like you're not really discovering a lot of stuff okay. I felt like in the first one I really felt like I was maybe mm-hmm. the first one or two mm-hmm. and by the time I had a bunch of different Pokemon to ride on and mm-hmm. I wasn't scared of battling anymore mm-hmm. like the third fourth and fifth I was just racing across them. Exactly, and yeah. it felt pretty small, yeah. Especially, I mean, once you get the bird sort of thing, it's like mm. <laughs> it's just I can go anywhere. It's fine, you know. I love the bird because it it moves so fast the game can't even handle it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's great. But the only thing that I I really disliked about the bird, but then I understand why they did it, but it still just feels wrong. Is the way is it that can't you can't go up? up? Yeah, yeah, and it's just like I know that you've done that because you want us to still use the one that can climb mountains or whatever. But it's just a bit irritating. It's <laughs> basically the glider from Breath of the Wild. It's yes. not really flight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they could have made it instead of like a bird Pokemon made it, you know, like a some sort of gliding mm-hmm. sugar glider thing. And then it wouldn't have felt so weird. Because yeah, the first time I... Um, there's a cup. There's one from a later generation, which is basically a flying squirrel. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there, there's, there's spreads out that arms, they could have yeah. used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Because yeah, the first time I use it, I'm like, "What's the button to go up? What's the That's button?" That's exactly up? what I was doing. I was like, I was like fiddling yeah. with the stick. I was like, "How do I go up? This is doesn't make any sense." <laughs> so yeah, that that was irritating. I I wish that I mean, see that that climbing one, I just find irritating, annoying because it's just it takes so long to like get up mountains and stuff like that, and it's just like if I could just fly up this, it'd be much easier. So I didn't know that flying that climbing one was going to be in the game. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the early areas, I was just going at funny angles getting my deer up cliffs it clearly yeah. isn't supposed to go up mm-hmm. and you can pretty much get anywhere mucking about like that well you do you did you see the um the not cheat for that but the way the way you can manipulate that no so what you all you have to do i don't know if they patch this out now but what you could do is if you start going up the hill and then get out a pokeball and like lean backwards then you mm. can just keep pushing up the hill Oh, okay. It's like it doesn't. You don't slip for some reason. Like uh-huh. if, you're, if you've got a pokeball out, you don't slip. And, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So people were like right from the beginning are like basically opening areas where they shouldn't be able to go. <laughs> you know, through. This. I saw an amazing one yesterday. A guy had a team of six of those Bidoofs, the little beavers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he would just throw them out. And he was making a bridge mm-hmm. over a river. Mm-hmm. And as he gets further along the bridge, the ones from the back goes back into his pokeball, and he can throw it out again. So, and so he could you crop. Can... You could walk on them then. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. <laughs> and he was crossing the water that you're not meant to be able to cross yet by just making a bridge out of these Pokemon. Man, that's, that's really interesting. I had no idea you could even do that. That's, that's yeah, me, yeah, me either. Oh. Okay. So, yeah, I, I do think Breath of the Wild comparisons aren't really appropriate. Mm-hmm. But what it does have is that feeling of just, I feel like I can do anything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I want to try everything. Mm-hmm. And that's the bit of Breath of the Wild it does capture. Yeah, I think so. And also, I mean, like the day-night cycles and all that kind of stuff. It does, I mean, despite the fact that the world is, I mean, I wouldn't say it's like teeming with life or anything, although obviously there's a lot of Pokemon around, but, you know, there's not a lot of other humans around or a lot of things going on. Mm. It still does feel alive. You know, it feels like yeah. somewhere which is, you know, where there, there are, there's something has been there. I mean, there's also all those like ruined areas as well where you're like, okay, what's happened here before, a lot, even longer ago? You know, there's, there's things have, have taken place here, which is pretty good. Yeah. That's the thing Zelda always does, where it's like, this one is set the furthest back in the timeline we've ever gone. Yeah. But there's still going to be an ancient civilization yeah, that you're it's, uncovering. It's another one, yeah. And it's funny because like, I finished Skyward Sword recently, and it's it's like that. It's, yeah. just, it's just, oh, can we just, yeah, can we not? But yeah. Well, see, my take on Zelda is I just, I ignore the timeline stuff completely. Mm-hmm. To me, it's just, it's a legend. Yeah. It's not meant to fit together with any other game. It's just... See, that's the thing, because it never, I don't... See, I always felt it never was supposed to anyway. It was no. just like, it's a new link. And it's like, then they suddenly managed it's because to do all this, the, you know. The nerds started doing it for themselves. Yeah. And Nintendo, mm-hmm. oh, well, I guess we should put out a timeline. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not into all that stuff at all. No, it doesn't, it doesn't fit. But no, it's, I still, I don't know. I, you see, I'm, I mean, do you think they're going to run with this? Like, are there going to be others of these, do you think? Well, or... this isn't as separate from the mm-hmm. other games as people make out. Mm-hmm. Because Let's Go started to bring in the Pokemon are in the overworld. Mm-hmm. You can catch them without battling them sometimes. Mm-hmm. And then Sword and Shield had some 3D exploring areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, did Asher play the DLC of Sword and Shield? No, no, he didn't play that, no. So in that one, it's the whole map is a 3D environment. Mm-hmm. So that's even more of a stepping stone towards this. So it's like a kind of stepping stone in the same way as sort of like Bowser's Fury kind of thing. Of like, yeah, so a little this bit. Is, this yeah, is like we're we're dabbling here with open world, like Because in Sword and Shield, the main story, you're basically still in fixed camera, top mm-hmm. down maps, and there's that wild area where you can just mess around. Mm-hmm. And then the DLC, it's the engine of the wild area, but with a bit more map design. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is stepping on from that, but. I don't think all of these mechanics will come mm. back. I think they will make another game with the gyms and the mm-hmm. story and stuff. See, my only wonder about this as well was that maybe one of the reasons why this is set like further back and things are sparser is is for technical reasons as well. Because I'm Definitely. just thinking, if you're like you know creating a world that is as dense, I'm assuming, as the other games in sense of you know like buildings and people that kind of thing, that would be quite a that would push the hardware like probably beyond what I mean. Even I mean, this game was not particularly well optimized. I think in places. I don't think it's that the Switch can't do it. I think mm-hmm. it's that this was either like a side project experiment mm-hmm. or like a remake, and it just they didn't put that much money towards it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, so if they decide the next main series game mm-hmm. is going to go down this direction, they will probably chuck a fair few more yen at it. But you see, that's the thing, because, I mean, I would play, I would love to play, like, another one of these that was in, like, modern day or whatever. I think that would be fascinating. But I really do hope some of the mechanics they keep, because I I really liked the whole sort of, like, catching Pokemon without 
having to mm. battle them and that you know like you know hiding in the bushes and all that well, sounds a bit weird, i think you know. this game found a really nice balance between you can battle them and mm-hmm. sometimes you have to battle them mm-hmm. but when you're just cut, catching a cheap uh you know a low level whatever mm-hmm. you don't have to muck about with all those menus and the thing i really love about this game mm-hmm. is it's all in the same world you don't touch a pokemon and then cut to you know the battle dimension that's completely separate yeah you're constantly in the same contiguous world and it feels it's a small change that makes a huge difference well no because it's like especially like you know you can do a battle and then even before the battle's fully gone you can be already running away basically i feel on, you know, which well my pokemon is just obliterating some little scrub yeah. and i'm just i'm walking away not even looking at it exactly yeah, it feels like, pretty like, I'm badass done I'm yeah. done with this. especially and also i mean i was doing that like when i was just like you know catching stuff with pokeballs it's like you know just like chucking them like across yeah, i've like, 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 just chucked away. six and yeah. i'm walking away and it's coming up and then you can, yeah, you can hear the little yeah. bing bing like this kind of thing and then one of them doesn't and you're like oh okay that one didn't make it and then, <laughs> and then that one shoots me in the back with a fireball <laughs> which is also can be quite annoying but um yeah it, it but that stuff i hope they keep because it was um yeah it was it was really good. I enjoyed that. Yeah. So you said you didn't get particularly into the story. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you have any... Like, did you like any characters or take anything away from the story at all? I mean, I did I did like the guy... See, again, I don't want to spoil stuff massively, but you know there's the, the, the trader guy that's, like, following around You could tell from his first yeah, I mean, cutscene, oh, he's a bigger character than ba- just Basically, yeah, I mean, it's... He's it's got like, the coolest hair in the yeah. game, he gets a bit closer. It's like, you know, it's like, you can see you can see where this is going. This is pretty obvious yeah. where this is going. But I still I still like that character. I still thought he was, it was well played. You know, It's like when you're watching Columbo or something, and then a mm-hmm. famous actor shows up. Like, oh, I wonder if he's important to the yeah. plot. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it was kind of like that. But yeah, it was. It's, it's. I think it still worked though. I mean, I still. Yeah, I still. I thought that was that. Yeah, he was. His was a good character. But then now I'm really intrigued by this other one that you're saying. The, you know, the one that's in the sort of the tattered clothes and everything that's been there okay, for, yeah. for longer. And yeah, I might have to look that up now and see what the deal is. Yeah, well, I think he because he's from uh, Black and White, mm-hmm. which is the game after Diamond and Pearl. Mm-hmm. And I think they've just thrown in a few references to wet fans' appetite because in a few years' time mm-hmm. they'll be remaking that one. Yes, yes, that makes sense. Yeah. And that was the first one not set in a region of Japan. Mm-hmm. It's set in New York, and I think they're going to do another Legends, mm-hmm. and it's going to be Cowboys. Well, okay, <laughs> I don't know how that would work, but it's well, basically the same as this, right? It's a frontier mm-hmm. town in yeah. a big wild expanse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just you know, the clothes are different. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. You know, I guess that and cactus, you know, everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of thing. Yeah, that, that kind of works. Some opportunity there for lots of interesting new Pokemon as well, potentially. You know, yeah, so it would work. Yeah, but um, because before I played this game, I actually had really big concerns about the story. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you know about Hokkaido, which is what this region's based on. Mm-hmm. Um, it's only been part of Japan for a couple of centuries. Uh huh. And before that, it was populated by its own people, the Ainu people. Mm-hmm. Um, the first trailer for this game says, back when the Hisui region was only populated by Pokemon. <laughs> okay. And Japan has a really bad habit of erasing the Ainu people. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play Okami? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. When you get to Hokkaido, it's only populated by demons. There's no people. Mm-hmm. And that is how Hokkaido was represented in like Japanese art and story for mm-hmm. centuries. So it's and that I was kind like, of, yeah. Oh, are they going that way? Because that's really bad. 
Mm-hmm. But it does have the Diamond and Pearl clan. Mm-hmm. Although apparently you can dig up a document that says they're only recent settlers who have just appropriated this culture of an extinct people. Yeah, because it's because <laughs> the, the galaxy is the galaxy team, right? Is the one that you is the galaxy team is yeah. us, and then the Diamond and Pearl are the two clans. Yeah, and so the galaxy team have, have rocked up, right? And they're just sort of yeah. like trying trying to settle there, and then Diamond and Pearl. So they're basically the mainland Japanese, right? Okay, because yeah, this is set, I guess, vaguely Edo Meiji period. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, Japan once it started becoming part of the international community, mm-hmm. they realized we have to settle Hokkaido, or Russia will beat us to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so they really forcibly were just like giving people like you can have free land if you'll just move to Hokkaido. Yeah, okay, right. Okay. They were desperate to populate it, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, the Ainu people just got driven further and further and further out of there. Mm-hmm. Basically, treated like Native Americans. Um, but the original Diamond of Pearl, a lot of its lore and its myths were based on Ainu mythology. So they did try to respect mm-hmm. that culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, when it turns out the game isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. But the first trailer said, like, when this land was untamed and filled only with monsters, Ooh. I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Man alive. Mate, my yeah. hopefully there won't be one on the. Oh no, they would. They'd never do that because that would be a disaster with China. Because you know, there's all the there's all those disputed islands. <laughs> yeah, there, such as the. Uh, yeah, in Chinese we call this the the Diaoyu Islands, but then in Japan it's the Senkaku yeah, know, yeah, Islands. Yeah. That, that's uh, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of those around. That's good. Because like it's interesting that you you've brought up the history angle because I wrote a piece the other day that was about um, it was a sort of like naive take on like a few games recently. Um, I say a few. Mm. It's basically been the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles and Pokemon Legends have been set during like a Japanese historical era that I didn't know much about. Uh, Chronicles is set during the, the Meiji era, um, yeah. but like a slightly fictionalized one. And uh, this one is like a fully fictionalized version of, did you say it was the Edo area? Area? Era. It's somewhere somewhere around Edo or yeah. Meiji, yeah. Um. Yeah, so uh, I've been learning. I've been learning a lot about it. And I was like, wow, it's so cool to learn about Japanese history. And I did some research in, into it. And I was like, uh-oh, oh no. Oh, because, <laughs> like, mostly <laughs> games tend to be focused on North American and European stories. Um, and even then, they sort of gloss over the, all the colonization that happens. And, you know, the the similar era in England, at least, is the Industrial Revolution and, like, the, uh, the British Empire and Queen Victoria and all of that. Very, very colonial era in England's history. Um and so usually when, when you talk about like colonization in that particular period of history, it's like England, but of course it was going on elsewhere. Um, and the problem is that these games don't tell you that. Why would they tell you that? Uh, but I, I do wonder what it's like for Japanese players who are aware of this history, playing Pokemon Legends and being able to fill in the gaps and have that like cultural context that I don't have. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, officially their theme was history. Mm-hmm. So I think it makes a lot of sense this is the one where they tried going back in time. Um, I mean, it's not that true to the real version of this part of history. Yeah. <laughs> um, let me tell you, there was a lot more killing going on. Yeah. But this is around the time where Japan started opening itself up to the rest of the world a little bit. Yeah. 
um, which is why you've got the headquarters is a big western style building um and in the i had a point i've forgotten it can't have been that important (laughs) (laughs) all right so you're talking about like colonization japan gets demonized quite a lot for engaging in colonization but basically what happened was america and europe turned up at their doorstep and they were like well we can either be colonized or become colonizers Right, like making friends with and a bully like one of, to protect yourself. Yeah, they're, but they're one of one of the only countries that, when Colin, like imperialism turned up at their door, were like, "Okay, we'll just join in." Ugh. So now they get like people try to gloss over the fact that England started it and Japan just joined in, and it's like, "Oh, how dare Japan do these terrible things that we taught them to do yeah. and told them was the only way to be a modern nation?" I definitely get that sense from. The Great Ace Attorney Chronicles, which is framed as these um, relatively young Japanese lawyers being like, let's go to England. And like in their country, they're new at law, so they're not very good at it. And then they Mm. come to England where like the legal system is confusing and pointless and weird. Um, and they're trying to navigate it and everyone in England is so patronizing all the time but it's kind of framed as the Japanese lawyers um, being like wow it's so cool here Um, very much like wanting to adopt the way the English do it even as it's also saying the way the English do it is bad Um, Mm -hmm. but it's weird coming to it from like an outsider perspective Uh, outsider here meaning I'm British so like the British perspective I'm like oh yeah the Victorian era I know lots about that that's pretty much all we study in history at school Um, but it's framed from the Japanese perspective which I don't know anything about Uh, so it's kind of weird you're like on the outside and the inside and the outside again that makes sense (laughs) yeah no 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 yeah I get what you mean Black and white was the. You think that's going to be next for the remake treatment? Oh, definitely. But it'll be a good few years. Mm-hmm. Um, black and white's the weird one. It's for the black and white games. Um, it has only new Pokemon. Mm-hmm. They added 156 new Pokemon, and through the whole story, you don't meet any old ones. Mm-hmm. So it was trying to be like, look, here's a completely fresh game. It changed up the graphics and stuff quite a lot. Mm-hmm. But it came out on DS about a month before the 3DS launched. Mm-hmm. So it's really overlooked. What was the what was the third one there though? Because you know they because they usually do like a third, oh, don't they? That, the... They did black and white, and then mm-hmm. they did black two and white two. That's okay. Yeah, it's the one, only time they've done that, and it's mm-hmm. a story set two years later. Mm-hmm. So it's like a third one, kind of like a sequel. Because I so I'd I... love it if instead of a remake they did black and white three. But mm-hmm. I don't think that'll happen. Yeah, because I thought they'd always done like with the with the Pokemon Yellow kind of thing. Like they'd always been like a, a sort of a third for the one first was... four they did. Mm-hmm. Um, then black and white they did black and white two. X and Y never got a third one. Mm-hmm. Sun and Moon got Ultra Sun and Moon, which is basically mm-hmm. the third one. Uh, and then Sword and Shield got the DLC instead. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've been moving away from the whole third one thing. 
Because so, these, the point of the third one was to fix whatever was wrong in the original release. Mm-hmm. And these days there's other ways of doing that. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's true. I mean, wasn't, there was green as well, wasn't there? Like for okay. The... Uh, when Pokemon first released in Japan, it was Pokemon mm-hmm. Red and Green. Right. About a year later, they brought out Pokemon Blue, mm-hmm. which fixed a lot of the graphics. Mm-hmm. When it came to the West, they took the graphics from Blue version, mm-hmm. but the Pokemon data from Red and Green, and created Red and Blue. Right, okay. And then Pokemon Yellow was the anime-inspired one, where you have Pikachu with you. Yeah, 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 Pikachu. So there's actually four in the first generation, but we mm-hmm. only got three of them. Oh, I see. Okay, <laughs> so... You're asking the right guy. <laughs> <laughs> So, I, I mean, I, as I said, I, I generally really enjoyed this game, and I'm still mm. grinding through it now. If I was going to play another one, though, what would you rec- where would you recommend I go next? Ooh, good question. Um, oh, do you have a 3DS? No, not, not, not in not uh, okay. now. Yeah, Because I was going to say, I wonder if you'd get a kick out of just going back and playing Blue. Because mm-hmm. um, I think going back to the first one, because it's so basic... Mm-hmm. It's pretty quick. You can get through it really fast. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, probably just Sword and Shield. Yeah. How much did you watch your son play it at all, or are you not really mm-hmm. aware of it? I don't know anything that was going on in that game. Do you know so, where it's set? Uh, it, it's supposed to be the UK, right? That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. And so for me, I played it like a, a year or two after I'd left the UK. Mm-hmm. So I got a bit of a buzz out of seeing, like, oh, that's Bath. Oh, that's London. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and they've really leaned into. When you go through the Pokemon League, mm-hmm. they made it like a sports thing. Mm-hmm. So you go into a big stadium, there's crowds chanting. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it felt like sort of like a football game mm-hmm. playing it. So you might get a kick out of that one. But yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got the cartridge version, so definitely I can uh, yeah I can get in on that. It's uh, yeah. But yeah, depending, you might find that you start playing that one, mm-hmm. and what you liked about this game isn't there. It yes. is a bit more linear. Mm-hmm. But it does have other options, and there's the the environments and stuff. Can you can you still see the Pokemon like on the yes, on um, the fields? A bit, there's a bit of both. Most of them you can see, mm-hmm. but there are patches of grass which, when you walk in, you'll still get random ones. Okay. Because yeah, random battles have always been the thing which put me off RPG. Scenarios. Okay, don't play any Pokemon game before Sword and Shield then. <laughs> I still, seriously, I still get, like, flashbacks to playing Skies of Arcadia on the Dreamcast, and uh, every time that there was going to be a random battle, the, the disc would spin up and you knew it was coming, and you were just like, oh, I don't want to hear that noise again. Yeah, I was when I was replaying Diamond and Pearl, I was mm-hmm. like, every three steps in some grass. Mm-hmm. And that game is really badly optimised. Mm-hmm. So first the game just freezes a little bit, mm-hmm. then it plays the animation, then it cuts to black, then you mm-hmm. get the battle... And it drags on. Whereas, yeah, this game, you can see it in the overworld. You can start the battle, fight the battle, finish the battle in the Mm -hmm. time it takes to do the animation in Diamond and Pearl. See, that's the problem I've had because I've been... Also, I mean, I've been playing Yakuza 5 recently as well because it's the only one of the the series that I haven't played yet. And Mm. the random battles in that are just insane. Like it's getting right. it got absolutely ridiculous. Where it's like I'm just walking down a street, and literally, like every couple of steps, I'm being attacked. And it's like, how does this work? This is just ridiculous and irritating. It's uh, you know, and I love those games like so much. Yeah, and it's just, uh, but even that is getting is. Yeah, but even in that, it's like the fighting is like action. It's fun to play. Yeah. Whereas this, it's your random battle, and then you're just tapping A. Yeah. 
Although the problem, the thing with the Yakuza games with, I mean, that's true, I think, from like Zero and from maybe maybe some of the later ones. But like when you're in the middle area of this, like in, in, have, you play, have you played any of these at all? I've picked up Zero, but I haven't played it yet. Oh, Zero is amazing. Um, I've, got four, a friend, I've got you on the podcast and my best friend Andy constantly at me to play Yakuza, so I will get on it. Yeah, that is, they're very good games. But yeah, but the, the, the Yakuza 4 is like split between four characters. Like you play as different mm. characters, and one of the characters, like their fighting style, I absolutely just, just couldn't get on with at all. So every battle was a struggle because I was just like, I just hate this. Like I hate the way I'm supposed to approach this. It's just irritating. Did you ever finish yeah. Like a Dragon? Yeah. Yeah, I finished. Okay, because that, yeah. that was turn-based, right? It was, and was I that finished, a slog? Well, I finished that. As I said, I think I think I said it on the on the pod. It's like I finished it, like uh, despite the turn-based. You know, you know, it was. I I didn't. Mm. I never really enjoyed that. And the main the main reason is, and this is one of the things that I've enjoyed actually about Pokemon, which I wasn't expecting, is that in most of the turn-based um, RPGs that I've ever played, there's always a part where you have to go where there's like, oh, here's an arena. Like here's mm. an arena area, and you know that that arena there is there for you to grind, um, because you're right. going to have to grind because your characters are not strong enough to get further in the game. And I never felt like that with Pokemon, like uh, really. At since all. since around the 3DS games, they've made a lot of effort to prevent you having to grind. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go back any earlier than that, you would definitely find yourself grinding. Yeah, and uh, that's because Pokemon fans are always like, ah, oh, I want a difficult Pokemon game, mm-hmm. and it's like. You do realize a difficult Pokemon game just means you don't level up very fast and you have to grind. Yeah, that's like, that's, that's not fun for anyone. No, and and that's that's one of the reasons. Like with with uh, with yeah, like a dragon, it was it was that is the fact mm. that I you know as soon as I was like okay, here's an arena. Okay, this means that I'm gonna have to spend some time in here, like leveling up yeah. my characters before to make the end bearable. Um, mm. And then there's always that thing of like, how far do I go leveling these up? Or you know, if it's not quite far enough, then this is going to be still irritating later on. It's um, yeah, I, that's that's the problem I have with these games is the grind. I, I and it's the main reason why I've I've played quite a lot of, of JRPGs like in the past, mm. but it's always the thing that puts me off and makes me just feel like I don't want to. I don't care about this. I'm kind of the same. I don't really like JRPGs. I've always had some switch in my head. Mm-hmm. Pokemon gets away with it because I think. Well, I'm not playing as the Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I'm playing as the person and giving them orders. Yeah. So oh, it makes sense to me that it's turn-based. Mm-hmm. But if I play like a Final Fantasy and I'm like, I'm a guy with a big sword mm-hmm. and it's like, you just select your attack. Yeah. Wait to do. It doesn't work for me, but Pokemon mm-hmm. gets around it, I think. For me, and, at least. And I see, I understand that with those games that like, you know, the battle systems are very complex and all that kind of thing, but... I don't know. I I think maybe because I came from playing mostly action games when I was when I was much younger. I just mm. want to hit stuff, you know. Yeah, it's, I'm it's the, definitely more thing. of an action it's, game guy, and it's that's what I enjoyed. And it's like that's why like the Yakuza games I really got into because of the fact that they were not turn based and they were mm-hmm. you know like uh, they're like basically like brawlers basically and that's that's yeah. what I, I enjoyed about them uh and that's why i was really disappointed when they shifted over to the the turn-based site um i mean it started off as apparently as an april falls but then they were just like no we're gonna run with this and uh <laughs> and i yeah oh, i don't know i'm not so happy and now judgment you know the the so they had the other series um judgment yeah, which, yeah, they, yeah. which they developed or judge eyes i think they call it in um in, in yeah. japan and that was supposed. Then they were like, "Oh no, it's fine. They're, we're going to keep using the you know the, the regular action 
based uh, battle system for this. And then it looks like now they're not going to make any more of those because they've lost the Because the actor the doesn't want to be on the PC one or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and it's like, oh. So now I'm going to be stuck with turn-based stuff because I really want to go back to that universe because it's brilliant. And it's yeah. just, uh, I don't know, rough, irritating. Yeah. Yeah, I, if you're gonna re, if you're gonna play another one, I guess Sword and Shield would be my recommendation. Mm-hmm. But um, wait and see what they're gonna do next, because yeah. they might bring more of this in. Mm-hmm. Um, they the Pokemon anniversary is the twenty eighth of February, mm-hmm. and they usually announce stuff on that day. So we'll probably see what's coming next fairly soon. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I I hope that they do continue with some of this direction because I'm I... sure there's some stuff here I think they can't go back on. I mean. No other Pokemon game ever has grabbed me like this one has. I mean, mm. I've never tried to catch them all before, and this is the first time I'm, I'm really trying to do that. So, yeah. nice. It's doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Um, so, if they do show the next game, mm-hmm. um, what, what do you need to see to make you think, ah, okay, I want to give this one a go? I need to see 3D environments. Honestly, okay. I, I need I, to yeah, see... I think that's a guaranteed apart from remakes now. Yeah, I, I need to see like an open world sort of 3D environment. Is that that's okay. what would interest me? If if it's got that, then yeah, I'm, I'll be in. But if okay, it's a, if it's pretty a sure we'll get that. You know, sort of thing. Then uh, maybe not. <laughs> so that's more important than the throwing the balls. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah, because I like. I see. That's the other thing is that I enjoy in games is is exploring environments, and I that's a new that's better. <laughs> okay. Sort of yeah. yeah, I think you should give Sword and Shield a go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got a fair bit of that. Maybe I'd say I'm trying to think what's on the release schedule this year for Switch. I mean, they did that Nintendo Direct that was insanely yeah. good, like recently. But I've got Kirby. Maybe I'll play it after Kirby. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's that's maybe yeah the thing. Cool. How long is it? Roughly? Um, I think you can finish it in like 20 hours if you're just gunning through mm-hmm. the story. Okay. I mean, I I put a crazy number of hours in, but I did go back and catch them all, mm-hmm. play both DLCs, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, playing through the story is there's more to it than this game. Mm-hmm. But you can just get your team of six and not catch anything else, mm-hmm. and play through the story, so you can get through it fairly quick. Mm-hmm. So yeah, give it a go. Will do. <laughs> all right. I also don't think this game is as huge a departure as some people are making out. Mm. Um, they started experimenting with the catching already back in Let's Go. They started experimenting with 3D worlds in Sword and Shield, and especially in the DLC. Mm-hmm. So I think this is just the next logical step from that. It's a big step, but yeah, I think you're it right. It is. But it's not completely out of left field. Yeah. I think as much as we're used to out. Game Freak, at least in terms of their Pokemon games, just really not taking that many risks. Um, mm-hmm. like they'll take a risk with maybe the setting or like the post game content, but in terms of the actual like A to B plot, it's it's usually pretty safe. Yeah. Um, but in terms of the graphics, I like it. Yeah. Um, right. like I can see like okay, some of these textures are bad or mm. whatever, but when I'm playing the game, particularly if I get like a nice skybox and something silhouetted in front yeah. of it. I think it does kind of look like a nice old wood print. Yeah, I actually, I feel the same way. I, I don't have the vocabulary for like knowing about Japanese art, but I do think that it's going for like a really pared down version of what Okami managed. Um, I mm. just wish they'd leaned way harder into the stylistic aspect. Like just just make it look really 
really like a painting instead of this kind of halfway between like realism and painterly visuals because that's part of the reason it sort of looks a bit like flat a lot of the time Mm, that's definitely yeah it's they couldn't i think they couldn't quite decide what art style it was i would have loved it if it had fully looked like a painting like you say Mm -hmm. Um, especially because the switch can't really do photo real (laughs) especially not in a world this big yeah I mean, I know this is quote-unquote bad, but I love the fact that once you get the bird, you can basically go faster than the game can load. (laughs) (laughs) But I kind of appreciate that they're just like, oh, we don't care, it's fun. Yeah, I mean, that's that's why my theory, I think, maybe is at least partially correct that they were like, the fun is what you should nail. If you can only, you Mm -hmm. know that like triangle where it's like you can do something fast, well or cheap and they they right. had to be cheap so they could either do it fast or do it well and they tried to sort of get an in-between and so yeah. we've ended up with a game that was made relatively quickly and it's maybe not the prettiest game but they tried to focus on the fun i think they nailed the fun so you know hopefully this is just the start of a series that that can really yeah. go places prettier places like i know the internet likes to be like oh well, pokemon is the highest grossing media <sighs> franchise but game freak started out as like i think like four guys working after school to make pokemon blue yeah. and it's always going to have a bit of that indie sensibility yeah and pokemon would be ruined if they lost that yeah so sure they could hire a thousand <laughs> people and turn it into call of duty Oof. But it wouldn't be Pokemon anymore. No. It's it's funny that you, so, you say that they've got this indie feel because uh, it, it was announced today. I don't know when this podcast will come out, but today is uh, Wednesday, the 16th of February. And uh, it was announced today that 3DS... Actually, it's Thursday, the 17th For you, it's <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, it was announced today that the 3DS eShop is, is going to be properly closing down in a uh. year, I think. Yeah, March 2023. That's a year-ish. Um, yeah. And so we we suddenly had to be like, ah, here's all the really good eShop exclusives that you should download. And so many of them, well, like two of them, are are Game Freak's (laughs) weird, like, we let you out of the Pokemon cage for two years to make something weird, and then you have to get back in the Pokemon cage. So uh, Harmonite and Pocket Card Jockey, which have nothing in common with each other, are both (laughs) really indie-seeming games that aren't really indie. Right. And so, like, I, I wish they'd harness more of that weirdness for the Pokemon mm. games. Like, Pocket Card Jockey's incredible. <laughs> it's weird, but it's incredible. And, you know, more of that. There's a fair bit of weird manages to sneak yeah. in, considering how big Pokemon is. Yeah? Yeah. It's it's pretty... Like, we were talking about the Ultra Beast That's earlier. True, yeah. <laughs> when you've got, like, a weird clown man and a big brick monster. Yeah. In a parallel dimension that you visit in a story about an abusive mother. Like, you know, it's a bit different than what you get from most Nintendo. Yeah, also the the curry and and in Sword and Shield and like the gigantic Pokemon that turn into different things. Uh, That's all pretty weird. It was (laughs) fun. Like, I, I also moved away from England in 2017. I forget when sword and shield came out but it was like a couple of years after that maybe 2019 2018, 2018 yeah. yeah um 
And the, the towns are so... No, no 2019, you yeah. are right. Oh. <laughs> it's all blurred <laughs> together, honestly. Um... The last three years, it's just one year as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. But, like, the towns in Sword and Shield are, like, so recognisable. And, like, I, I was showing them to my Canadian partner and being like, I lived there. And he's like, no, you didn't. That's a made-up Pokemon <laughs> town. And I'd be like, mm, you don't understand. <laughs> Yeah, they are pretty good at capturing the feel of a place. Mm. Admittedly, the sort of touristy postcard version, but... Yeah, and there's a lot more animals Although... and a lot fewer pigeons. <laughs> they did make the evil team basically football hooligans, so that was good. Just, just like England, yeah. 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 So, going forward, mm-hmm. did, should Pokemon just be this? Oh, that's a hard question. I don't think it will be because I don't think that's what people want. I think Hmm. there are definitely some people that want competitive JRPG style turn-based battles with menus. And that's fine. It's fine to want that. And linear stories and gyms. um, And, you know, like part of me wants some of that as well. I don't always want my boss battles to be a Pokemon. <laughs> Sometimes I want a guy <laughs> who who says like mean things to me and then gives me a medal afterwards. <laughs> like uh, I'm, I do miss badges now. I think about it. Mm. Uh, just the little shiny things. And I forget what game it was, but you could polish them up. Maybe Ruby and Sapphire they let you polish them. Oh, it's Diamond and Pearl because you do it on the. That's Diamond and Pearl. Oh wow! I said I hated it, and now I've just remembered that's one of my favorite features in a Pokemon game. Did you play Heart Gold Soul Silver? Yes. I think it was also okay, maybe, in that, so maybe you're remembering it from that yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway, that should that should still be in all of the games, even though they're not touchscreen anymore. It is in the remake. It is? Because you can do it on the Switch touchscreen. I don't want to play it. <laughs> I mean, don't play it just for that. <laughs> Definitely don't play it just for I that. I also hope the Underground <laughs> comes back in another game. Mm. That would be great. Um, I I think this is going to be... A series that runs alongside Pokemon, which is a lot to take on for Game Freak and maybe means that we'll get them very slowly and there'll never be a Game Freak game outside of Pokemon ever again, which is kind of sad. I think there's definitely, there are some things which this game Mm -hmm. did, which I don't, I don't think they can go back on completely. Okay. I think the next, the next game has to take in at least... That feeling that it's all in one world. Mm. Um, and I think they will. Yeah. I think because this game's done really well. Good. <laughs> so I'm hoping that there's some elements. But like you say, I do think that they will have a little more of a Lydia story. Mm. More actual cities and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think at this point, Game Freak do know how to make a game in 3D. I think, interestingly, the... The one concept that my brain keeps returning to is the hub. I mm. wonder if they're going to bring that back in, in Pokemon games in the future. Because we we literally have a hub in in Legends, uh, Jubilee Village. Right. You have to return there. You can't not return there. Every time you're done with an area, it's like, back you go. Um, whereas Sword and Shield, it was more sort of like, well, this is where all the shops are. So you should probably come back here. And it's also where the wild area is. And, you know, so you're constantly Mm. returning to the wild area and that one city that's like Birmingham that I forget the name of. 
uh, I can't remember I all the know. names. <laughs> Moto Stokes? Yeah, yes. Oh, that's such a good name for fake Birmingham. They were pretty good names. Um, but Sia Chester. I feel like, uh, which one was the one in France? That was black and, X and, y. X and white. That was a sort of hub area. The, the Paris uh, mm. was sort of like a really good place to come back to. And it had those like that really unique circle spoke design. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, more hubs, I'm saying, really, just mm. just more areas that like instead of making me start in the boring village where my mum and no one else live, just give me a hub. Maybe I could grow up in a city for once. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 I think it's we're I think we're probably a few years off them going back to the legends world. Yeah. That's a shame, but yeah. If I had to like if I was a betting man, mm-hmm. I would say the end of this year we'll probably get another let's go, like a let's go Johto. Hmm. And I think next year we'll get the ninth generation. Johto is gold and silver, right? Yeah. Okay. I get Johto and Kanto mixed up because they sound very similar and they're both five letters long, but they're and also they're like Next to each other in gold and silver. Yeah. They're basically the same region. Um, but yeah, Johto, uh, let's go. Which would be Chikorita, Cyndaquil, and the Totodile. Did I get that right? Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. a real Pokemon <laughs> fan. Um, yeah, that'd be fun. Although... But this, they, they... Game Freak are actually not that easy to predict. They will yeah. probably do something really weird instead. Yeah. Like we said earlier, they just sort of forget what worked last time and just like throw a dart at a dartboard of ideas <laughs> yep. just go with whatever which is good unpredictable that's fun yeah <laughs> okay do you have any closing thoughts on pokemon legends um, oh, yes. i hope game freak okay to say know no. <laughs> that they've started something that they can't take back <laughs> that sounds like a threat okay. but it's not it's <laughs> i hope that they know that they can't take this step in a new direction and then step back because now we know, now we know what Pokemon can be. And uh, I think all they need is to like, this is going to be one of those things where I'm like, games are easy to make. All you do is do this, but like, just, just call up a Pokemon fan, bring them into the office, ask them what all their favorite parts of Pokemon are and make a game with all of them (laughs) easy. So just be like, take this from this game and this from this game and this from Legends and you just squish it all together and you've got the perfect Pokemon games. You don't spend much time around Pokemon fans if you think yeah. that's a good idea. Well, I, I guess I mean me. I know just call mean. me. Yeah. And uh, I actually, I did interview a couple of the Pokemon, like, big guys. Uh, it was mm. Masuda and... The newer guy, whose name I've forgotten. And there was like a big sleeping Pikachu plush on the table. So I spent the entire interview just like stroking it. So I think that they know I'm a big Pokemon fan. And also they can call me anytime to give them my really good ideas about how to make Pokemon good. thank you very much for joining me do you have anything uh, you want to plug um I guess I should plug the computer game show because if I don't Matt gets annoyed and then David takes the which is annoying 
that's, that's not so good. Um, sorry, am I allowed to say that? I wasn't sure. Um, I will bleep it, because yeah, I'm pretty sure kids listen to this one. Okay, you can probably bleep that then. Uh, yeah, so maybe listen to the Computer Game Show, but then also, that is also for generally people over 18, I would say. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, we do, we do that, and we also do streams as well. We have a, we have a, a Twitch channel, um, but again... 18 mostly, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the funny things I always say to my children. It's like, you know, when in the future, when I'm gone, you have got hundreds of hours of stuff that you can go back to and listen to <laughs> if you care. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. all right. Well, thanks a bunch. Yeah, it was nice to talk to you again. Yeah, it was really good. No, I enjoyed this. Yeah, this, this was a fun one. It's, uh, it's good. Well, so was the other one, but yeah, yeah. Well, you don't get berated on this podcast, so no, that's true. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's a little bit different. Do you have anything you would like to plug? Uh, me. You should you should follow me on the Twitter. I am at how not to draw on pretty much every platform except for Twitch, where I am Kate underscore Gray, Gray with an A. Okay. <laughs> Great. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. Well, big thank yous to Kate and James for joining me. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you can find it on Twitter at LukeLovesPKMN. It's also on Facebook, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the places where podcasts are found. Just search Luke Loves Pokemon. Uh, It's not usually like this. Uh, This podcast is usually just me taking a deep dive into one Pokemon family at a time. Um, And not necessarily talking for an hour and 45 minutes, usually more like 10 minutes. Um, So if that sounds interesting to you, check it out. And if you want to help keep this podcast online and help keep me doing things like this, head on over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius, where you can also find all the other podcasts that me and my pals create. I love Pokemon Legends Arceus. And remember, I love you too.